Hello and welcome back to the View Church Podcast. This is Jake, and I am sitting down again with George as we just started um, our new series, Rhythms of Grace, uh, this past Sunday. And if you were there, it was wonderful to see you. If you if you weren't, we're hoping to give you a little bit of a recap um, about what that was about as we get started. It's really the introduction to the series. And um, George, you have a verse from Matthew that you wanted to read that kind of inspired and springboarded um, this series. So can you um, open up a little bit about that? Yeah, I was. Um, I read this and it started working on me in a particular way. And uh, it's been doing it for several weeks now. And uh, just in conversations with people, I've been just sensing people's weariness, their um, you know, we've been through a lot over mm-hmm. the last 18 months and so many things collectively as a society, as a world, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as a human race, and then just individually in people's lives. And so I found these words just to be so comforting to me and, mm-hmm. and um, wanted to share them with others. But uh, it's Jesus speaking here, and he starts with, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll you'll rediscover your life. Mm-hmm. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So that's mm-hmm. the line that really stuck with me. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Um, and then he goes on to say, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. And so this has been a prayer for mine. One, just to learn what the unforced rhythms of grace are. Yeah. Um, and how can I live more freely and lightly? Because I feel like I need it now more than ever. I feel mm. like others need that kind of rest. And, and, and Christ promises it here. And I love that, um, you know, the rest that he's speaking about here, it isn't give up and go isolate yourself and rest. Right. But it's there's a way to rest and to learn mm. and to practice um, these unforced rhythms of grace and to live in a particular way that's more freely and lightly. So there's this participation, and it isn't disengagement, but it is a real rest mm. that we can grow and develop and practice in. Mm. So it's almost, it um, sounds like he's saying, come to me, number one, is the first thing. Um, and I also think that what he's, uh, I don't know if that's in the same area where he talks about my yoke is easy, where it's essentially saying, you know, I'm giving you a practice and I want you to start establishing this new practice and taste and see if it is, uh, lighter, if it's freer, if you feel that. But I do think that that's an important element where he starts off by saying, come to me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Has to be. Yeah. And I'm reading out of the message Bible. Mm. So you're right. It, yeah. Um, you know, uh, other versions do talk about take on my yoke, mm. which is easy. And so you're absolutely right. This is an invitation to trust and to practice. Mm. And, um, you know, so that's what we're exploring over these uh, next month or so is uh, what are these ways of grace? What is grace? Um, mm. And, you know, there's a, there's a fundamentally different energy about reading this text and then the way most of us live our lives right. and, and the way most of us experience our work, our mm. relationships, our homes, our lives. And so, uh, you know, I've just been feeling how different that this energy feels. Mm. And I desire it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what are some of the ways that you experience grace? What are some of the ways that you practice grace? So, you know, those are the things that, that we, we want to work at. But one of the definitions of grace that I got... Mm that has been so helpful. It's that 
Grace is a power that comes in and transforms a moment into something better. Wow. And so there really are there really is this force called grace that is is at work. You know, there's a lot of people in the world that live by karma and you mm. just get what you deserve. And, yeah. Um and then there's a whole nother universal way that the world works and it's this grace that we we don't always get what we deserve. Sometimes we get something better than what mm, we deserve. Right. And when we experience that in some meaningful way, whether mm. it's through others, whether it's through a thought and experience um, of Christ actually right. meeting us when we come to him mm. and, and feeling a, a very real presence, um, that grace is something that that really does move us and and gets us through and yeah. guides our lives to something that's much better than what we could ever know without it. So mm. it's real and it's available and it's something that we're all invited into. Mm. And I think it's it's that um, practicing, you know, that present moment, you know, and I think it's that's what's so difficult um, with what we've all gone through over the past year is um, anytime you have a global pandemic, and you've you've seen loved ones, uh, you've lost loved ones, you've may have lost a job, you've you know just lost, lost, lost. I think that's when our our um, innate nature to control comes in, and it starts to take over. And it does; it almost happens unconsciously, where we're not aware of how much we're trying to control. But it's like once fear starts to really creep up, we we try to control more. And as we try to control more, our fear creeps up. And so, you know, I think now more than ever, we, we need to kind of learn to relinquish. Um, and, and we talked about this yesterday in the service where um, I felt like there is, there is this idea that when you surrender, you know, you're losing something. It's like, well, okay, I'll give it over, you know, and that's what people always talk about is like, you know, give me, give me your worries, give me your, and I think that I think what Jesus is saying is that if if you knew my nature and you knew the nature of who you were, not what you were surrendering, but who you were surrendering surrendering to, you would have this almost expectation of joy to know that it's being in the hands uh, that care for you, that know exactly, you know. And and I just think that's that's something that I've been trying to practice a lot of any area that I feel like I have fear or concern over is when I move into surrender and relinquishing it, um, I'm moving into a space of joy to know that I've kind of come to the end of myself. I don't really have any more answers for this. Um, and instead of just seeing surrender as I quit, I give over, you know, it's up to you now. It's like, I'm going to invite you and I, I want to open up this space so that you can come into my life and and show me a new way of either looking at this or bringing about a new opportunity, et cetera. And I think that's what's so beautiful about what he's saying is it's not like, hey, surrender and let's forget it never happened. It's not it's not being passive. I think surrender is actually a very active stance. I don't think it's a passive stance. I think it's something you do and you say, you know, it takes courage and 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 I but it also depends on who you're surrendering to and having that trust. And it takes a while to develop trust. So if you if you're not used to doing that, then you need to give yourself grace that, you know, it's gonna feel a little bit like loss. But but when you start to work it and you start to see things start to change for you, then you are starting to realize, wow, okay, there is this rhythm that I can trust. Let's talk about the loss that you're talking about. Yeah. Because the way I, um, I mentioned yesterday that we think of rhythm in a song. Right. And rhythm is this unforeseen force, uns, uh, yeah, unseen force that holds the song together. Mm. And so uh, one way to think about this rhythm of grace, these unforth rhythms of grace that Jesus is talking about, is that it is this 
unforeseen rhythm that holds our lives together. So let me give you the loss you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the examples that I was thinking about is you're in an argument and it's heated mm-hmm. and this thought pops in your head, oh, here's a zinger. Yeah. I could really get him on this. Yeah. And you're about to say it and then you begin to, th- you hear this voice going, but do you really want to do that? Yeah. Um, because if you do that, you can't take that back. Mm. And so there's this moment of of loss, of of giving up what feels like the right thing in the moment. Mm. But this, what I would call grace going, but I don't think you want to do that. Mm. And so you find grace in the moment. Yes, dying to what you want to say, but finding life in the fact that you didn't wreck this thing. Mm by going to the worst possible thing yeah. to say. That's that that's grace. Another example of grace is um in moments when you're wondering if you're going to be all right, if you're yeah. going to be okay, you know, uh you're flush with worry, you're mm-hmm. concerned about where your life is headed, the things that are happening in your life. And then in the middle of that worry, there's this moment where you go, "Will I be all right?" and it's like, "Yes, mm-hmm. I will." That's grace. And so, yeah, there's there's loss, mm. but what is given up is something that's so much more helpful and guiding mm. and directive and meaningful and caring um, for moving our lives forward. So grace really is, um, we said it the other day, grace is love happening. It's love yeah. in action. And so uh, in that moment of wanting to just have spew this, you know, this uh, venom back at someone mm. to to have grace withhold you from that, that leads to, to reconciliation and maybe getting through that. Mm. It's not really a loss at all. Mm. It's a gift. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and, and I'm reminded of, um, and you talk about this and we'll segue into the story of the prodigal son, but I am, I am reminded often of making sure that I'm holding what idea of God am I holding in that moment? Because I do, I do believe that when you start to move into those spaces where, you know, and let's be honest. I mean, some of us feel like we have control over our lives and some of us feel like things are going in the right direction. Others, others feel like the opposite where they don't have control. Things aren't going, but the true nature is it's, it's very little of us have um, an exact idea of what everything's going to look like. And I, and I believe that, when I'm in, when all of us are in a space, especially right now with, you know, everything that's been going on with the virus and the economy and everything that just seems so unknown, at that point, you can often shift into a lot of self-judgment. You can shift into a lot of um, criticism of yourself. And you can unconsciously assume that that's how God is too. And I've, I've noticed myself doing that where oftentimes I have to ask, okay, if I'm not willing to trust and relinquish this over, is there some type of either unconscious fear of God or is there some type of uh, version of God that I have? Maybe it's a distant parent. Maybe it's a distant, you know, whatever it is. And I, I think that when we when we can come home and when we can really realize the nature of God, the nature of Christ, the nature, what is their nature? How do they see us? Sometimes we have to replace their vision we have to replace our vision with their vision. You know, I'm, I'm helpless. I'm, I, I can't do this. And it's like, God's like, no, I'm going to tell you all the opposite things about yourself because this is who I believe you to be and who I know you to be. And so um, it may be good for us to kind of segue into the prodigal son because 
um, every time I, I read it or I listen to it, it it's so overwhelming because it, it can often be the opposite of what a lot of us were taught about God um, growing up. And I know we're about to do an episode. Um, our next episode will be on um, transactional versus transformational, and that's a big part of this. But um, do you want to read through that and just kind of talk a little yeah. bit about what you hit yesterday? Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's just a beautiful way to, to know <clears throat> what kind of God... Uh, we're, we're talking about and how that God can give us that rhythm of grace. Yeah. If, if grace is love happening, then, you know, our scriptures teach us that God is love. So if love's happening, God's present in, in some way. Mm. And, um, you know, my biggest struggle is uh, not that I have this image of God that's harder on me than I am on myself. Um, I'm really hard on myself a lot, mm. but it's understanding that that's not how God sees me, mm. you know, gives me comfort and helps me yeah. be a little easier yeah. on myself. But I, I just, I'm not going to read this whole story. Um, it's found in Luke 15, but a couple of lines and I'm reading out of the message Bible, but obviously this son takes his inheritance and he blows it in every possible way that he yeah. could. And um, really just the fact that he demanded it, you know, was hurtful to his father. So, mm. Um, but you would think after he takes this, hurts his father, wastes it, and finds himself sleeping with the pigs, and then finally comes to his senses, he comes home, that his father might be, hey, yeah, I told you so. You know, yeah. it's like you have this coming. But I love in the Message Bible the way it says as, as this son is returning, the father says uh, while his son was a long way off, he saw him, his heart pounding, he ran out, embraced, and kissed him. Mm. And then immediately the son starts his speech, and he's he's telling the father how he sinned and how he's messed up, and he doesn't deserve to be called his son again, mm. uh, ever again. And the father, our, um, the messy Bible says, the father wasn't even listening <laughs> because he was just so happy that he was back home yeah, and he wanted yeah. to celebrate. And yeah. the overwhelming sense of this description of God by Jesus mm is that there uh, it's only a welcome home it's a mm. celebration that mm. this son finally you know is where he's supposed to be mm. and and that's in his father's loving embrace so uh, it is such a compelling image of God that I know can be so helpful to to mm. us so um, and I wanted I wanted to read this to you because um uh, I read this and it was very, very helpful to me. And it was uh, some commentary on this particular text. But um, this uh, theologian says this about the new kind of father refuses to own us Mm. that Jesus is speaking of. He doesn't demand our submission or punish our rebellion. This father God is one who respects our freedom, mourns our alienation, and waits patiently for our return. That is just mm. such a beautiful image of God. Mm. And then it, um, uh, she goes on to say this. It's This is Sandra Snyder's. She says, The father even rejects his older son's appeal from a world of worthiness and merit. Mm. The power God refuses to assume over us is surely not given by God to any other human being. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, w- whether... We're feeling that judgment coming from an image of God that we have that, honestly, Jesus insists is not like that at all. Right. This is just an absolutely loving, embracing Father mm. um, that is just so glad that that we're back in His embrace. 
or if it's coming from some other human being that God has certainly not given the right to put mm. that kind of burden or judgment on you. I find just release yeah. and, and and hope and grace in the fact that uh, I don't have to submit myself yeah. to either the image of that God or you know the abuse of another human being that yeah. would think they're God. Mm. As I had an old preacher say, just because your face looks like a hubcap doesn't mean you're a big wheel. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know great. why that reminded me, but every, I had this old preacher, and he would always say that, you know, when when someone is is playing you or... Yeah. Um, so, I, I, anyhow, um, this image of God is, I think, the most helpful image that we could possibly have. Yeah, and I think um, one thing that came up for me was we can, a lot of us, and again, we'll, we'll hit this in the next episode, but... A lot of times it's God feels good about me because I'm, I'm, I'm showing up to church, you know, I'm, I'm doing my prayer, et cetera. And, and I'm good because I'm, and it's like that performance equals love and it sneaks in all the time. And so, you know, to have this, this idea that not only did you not semi mess up, but essentially you took everything that you had and squandered it, everything that was already yours. And I think that that's what's so beautiful. And I don't know if it's in the message or one of the other things, but it was like, what, what you you're, what you've always had is always yours, and it's like the father's love. So he goes and gets all the nice. He gets the ring. He gets the robe. It's like my son came home, and it's it's because of who he is. It's not because of what he's done. And I think that's such a, an important message for us all to hear right now, especially as we're you know all all trying to navigate what's going on right now. It can anger can turn inward. We can start to beat up ourselves and to know that that we have this this God, this this support behind us that knows um, what we are and knows who we are, not based off of anything that we do, is the the conduit that gives us that rhythm of grace because grace is unearned. Grace is effortless. Grace is saying, I don't have to do anything today. To, to I just have to receive. And, and not all of us are really good at receiving. You know, I mean, it's like, some of us would rather stay out. I mean, it took a lot of courage. Let's talk about the 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 courage it took for the son to come home. A lot of us would just be okay with the the pigs thing because it's what we deserve, and we would we would have this idea in our mind that I've squandered, I've messed my life up. I'm going to sit here and and deal with the consequences of that, and just have that expectation. But the fact that the fact that he stood up and said, "I'm going to go back home to my father," um, that also took a lot of courage, and and we won't know the love of God. We won't know the love of, of Jesus until we say, okay, like, I feel like I've kind of blown it, but I'm willing to go back and I'm willing to return home to see what reception I will be given. I think that's a big part of why Jesus talks about this is because we all feel like sometimes we've blown it. Sometimes we feel like we're out there and we would rather, if we're honest, we'd rather sleep with the pigs because we feel like we deserve it. And what Jesus is saying is, just come home, and 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 I will show you the worth that you have, so that your future can be different in that moment. And that, but he could have stayed there. He could have sat there, and and continued to to be in that pit of misery for his whole life. But it, he he stood up and he went back home to his father. That is such a amazing point. Yeah, because it goes back to that loss you're talking about. Mm. The the loss is I got to humble myself. Yes. And I may be rejected. Right. You know, I, I may get all the reasons why I was stupid for, for following that. Yeah. And but the the invitation of these words of Jesus that we read in 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 um in Matthew is learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So you're right, it does take courage and a risk to go, 
I'm going to go back and I'm not really sure what I'm going to get. And I even have this image in my head that I'm, I'm may get scolded yeah. or, or, you know, um, it could go the other way. Yeah. But yeah. if these words of Jesus are true, mm-hmm. what we find is this loving embrace of a father. And I love how, um, Carl Barth, a, a theologian, he breaks down the definition of God to this simple definition. And it's this, the one who loves Mm. And it's just so beautiful. Mm. Um, and I think learning the unforced rhythms of grace, um, if we'll test it, if we'll practice it, we'll find that God is the one who loves. Mm. And because he loves, um, grace is present. It's available. Mm. Um, it's actually what makes the universe go round. It's mm. actually what heals and what guides our lives to the very best mm. and um, helps us love more deeply and be loved more deeply. So uh, the invitation is, will, will we have the courage mm. to bring whatever it is that we're carrying, mm. whatever mess we've made, and trust that that same loving Father will meet us with his heart bursting, his arms open wide, mm. and that embrace will will change everything. Yeah, and it's that's love changes everything. Love heals everything. It's not... Uh, being being reprimanded, there wasn't a list of hey, by the way, like good to see you, but let's go inside and talk about what you did. It's like immediate, unconditional love, and that is what we all yearn for, what we all deserve, what we're all worth. And so, if you're in that space where maybe you are feeling that a little bit of unworthiness, that that's not you; it is you, and we want you to know that. And um, you know, if and I know this is embodied in. Our church services, this is embodied in, in the why we're a church to begin with, is because we want to be a space right now. Um, if you're hurting, if you feel alone, that you can come on a Sunday and experience that, whether it's in singing, whether it's in a hug from someone that you haven't seen in a while, or it's just being in a, in a room with other people who um, are also trying to learn a, a new way, an easier way, in a way that we know deep down that we're loved. Um, come out and join us, and uh, we would love to have you. So um, thank you guys so much. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.